I think it's safe to say that the pandemic has affected us all in a lot of different ways. From depression to anxiety to so many other feelings and thoughts that we might be struggling through right now. And with the potential of the pandemic finally maybe being over and we can maybe get back to real life, I feel like this topic is more relevant than ever. Uh, Mega Maxstar, my guest, and I, we sit down and talk about what it takes to push through hard times. Now, there's going to be hard times after the pandemic, and we don't know for certain how long this pandemic is going to last. I believe we have hit 100 million vaccines by this point, but nonetheless, we don't know what normalcy is going to be for us. So I think it's important for us to sit down and have a conversation about moving forward, dealing with setbacks, dealing with depression, dealing with social or just any kind of anxiety or fear in general. Uh, I feel like we have a really great conversation about this topic. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. So if this is a topic that resonates with you, if you've had a hard time trying to bounce back from failure, maybe you lost a job, maybe you lost a loved one, whether it was from COVID or just situations being tough, uh, maybe you're just dealing with some really tough times, some hard emotions that are really difficult to deal with. Uh, this episode is going to be for you. What's going on, guys? I'm the philosopher and welcome to FGC Philosophy. Uh, this is where we talk about how we can level up inside and outside the virtual arena. That means that we take what we learn, whether it's in games or outside of games, and apply it to our lives so that we can be better, so that we can help other people grow, so that we can help our community grow. Because it's hard to grow alone, but it's easy when we all work together a little bit at a time. And that's why I started this podcast, right? I really wanted to help people. And so we're going to get into that topic in just a second. But what I'd like to do is give you guys a little bit of an update. I'm trying to do that as much as possible. I'm going to spend a little bit of time on this and we're going to get right into the topic. But timestamps are going to be below if you don't feel like listening to this portion of it and you just want to get into the meat and potatoes of the conversation. No harm, no foul. Anyways, so a couple of updates with me. Nothing too major. The biggest thing right now is we got the monthlies going on. Our first official monthly is going to be at the end of this month. That should be the 29th. I'll put the link down below so you guys can register and check that out. Uh, we also have a $100 prize pool for Street Fighter V. If you want to add to the prize pool and help the winner take that pop bonus away, uh, by all means do it. I would greatly appreciate it. It is a $10 entry fee. It replaces one of the weeklies that we do. So instead of having like four to five weeklies in a month or four to three, depending on what month we're in, uh, we're gonna replace the last Monday with a monthly instead of a weekly. So a little bit of confusion there, but I've been trying to explain that as much as possible, but that way we can kind of spread out the payment and it's gonna be first, second and third payouts. That way, rather than just winner take all for the weeklies, we can pay out more people, which is good. More people making money. I like it. Outside of that, honestly, there's not really too much for me to update. I'm working on being a father as always that's the thing i've been really trying to put most of my thought into outside of my business business stuff i can't really talk too much about most of it right now because it's mostly in the planning phases and so i don't like to talk about it while it's in the planning phases i'd like to talk about it once i know for sure things are going to happen so when i have more updates on that kind of stuff i will i've definitely been learning and trying to grow a lot and thinking about that a little bit stressful a little bit hard uh, which is Partly a good reason why I'm glad I did this topic, because uh, <laughs> sometimes anxiety and, and imposter syndrome can pop up out of nowhere and really affect you. So I'm really glad I got to talk about this topic because it kind of helped me get my head on straight a little bit better. And also editing this episode has helped me get my head on straight while re-listening to myself and Mega Maxar, who drops a lot of knowledge and, and really helped me think about things from a different perspective outside of my own. So that was really, really helpful. Other than that, the last thing I really want to mention, the one thing that's really been helping me throughout this pandemic in general has been listening to audiobooks. Uh, you know I talk about books a lot. You know what I'm going to say. It is audible. Uh, I don't always have time to sit down and read. And with ADD, I sometimes struggle to sit down and read a, a whole book, a whole chapter, a whole page. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not working on it. However, I still want to get through books and I want to get through books as fast as I can because there's a lot of knowledge and sometimes I just need a little bit of entertainment. So usually at nighttime, I listen to something like Ready Player One or the Sword of Truth series. Uh, and then in the daytime when I'm working on stuff, I like to listen to more motivational or business or just anything that's, 
you know, more so related to personal development in some way, self-help, that kind of stuff. You know, Simon Sinek, uh, Josh Whiteskin, so many other authors, Napoleon Hill. I, I love that kind of stuff as well. And so what you can do is you can go to TavianNapier.com slash Audible and you can get a free month of Audible. Try that out. You also get a free book. If you wind up keeping Audible and sticking with the service, then I get a little bit of money, which helps me out and helps me continue doing what I love. And then you also get a great service. I don't like to shill products that I don't use, but I literally use this every single day. I've probably got over a thousand hours in Audible for sure, listening to a lot of different books. So I just checked my Audible app and according to the listening time, I have one month, 10 days, seven hours and 30 minutes. If you're listening to the, if you're watching the YouTube video, you can see my uh, video right there. <laughs> but yeah, so I've got a lot of time in the app for sure. And I also got 55 books uh, in my catalog. So I've listened to a lot of books on that app before when I was a little bit younger. I used to sell the seven C's if you know what I mean. So I had audiobooks in different sources, but I finally consolidated most of the books and repurchased them or reacquired them, I'll say, on Audible. Uh, so it's been a, a great tool. It's really helped me out. Sometimes listening to you know the the fiction helps me deal with depression or anxiety i can kind of just listen to something and not you know not watch a tv and totally veg out i can still be kind of productive i can still work out i can still you know lie down and kind of just relax a little bit and let myself get swift away swift swift away is that the thing to say wafted away that doesn't sound right either whisked away <laughs> Uh, while listening to these audiobooks. So it's been very, very great. I highly recommend it. I'll put links down below if you guys want to check that out. But that said, thank you guys so much, and let's get right into this episode. So the topic of today is pretty much pushing um, yourself to the hobbies and the goals that you want despite um, current climates or current events that are constantly going on. Um, and just keeping at it and the importance of keeping at it for your own benefits and, um, seeing, seeking your, um, just bettering yourself in that sense is, I guess the best way I can describe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I can, I can relate to that personally, just with all, all the stuff going on. Um, so for me, I, this affected me in like multiple different ways like the, the pandemic specifically right has affected me in a lot of different ways and has caused me to have to build new habits and uh push through different like negative mindsets right so for you what mindsets had you did you have to shift right what what mindsets for you do you notice and have to kind of work through in moving forward um Honestly, the mindset of it's going to be okay, things are going to get better mm -hmm. um, kind of mindset is really important because obviously a lot of the stuff both you and I were working for and working towards pre-COVID um, was a lot. And it was, um, I mean, there was a lot on the horizon, obviously, that we were working towards. And COVID just fucking stopped all of it um and that was depressing it really was because like a bunch of stuff happened just one after one after one and it's kind of hard to just see everything that you've worked for and then just being like man I, I i don't know where to go from for now like what what's going on here um because i'm sure everybody has had that like pre-covid there was everybody had something that they were working towards and it either stopped uh completely abruptly or like slow it slowed down to um a really high point and um yeah just thinking like we're going to get over this and we're going to keep working on it and we're going to take what we have for now and improve upon it um slowly but surely we'll get there at the end yeah to add on to that it kind of made me think about the fact that i feel like a lot of us are in this wait mode right now we're waiting for the pandemic to end and i think that prolonged waiting 
may have built some bad habits in itself, right? We're all at home. We can't go out too often. We're probably not as active. And for me, for me personally, I know that the less physical activity I have, the more it affects my mental and emotional state. So the less I exercise, I, I know for certain that it's directly linked to my my moods and things of that nature. So many people might be going through like some form of depression or or just some negative emotional state that they're in because of the lifestyle change in itself, but also that that psychological state that we're in that we're thinking we're waiting for something to end so that we can get back to our lives instead of adjusting to the lifestyle that we're currently in and then worrying about transitioning once that change happens does that make sense yeah um it's it is weird because we are kind of in that waiting and especially for our locals you know it's obvious that we're waiting for our locals to go back to where we were in our prime um like almost right before covid you know we were having 20 30 people coming in from all different places grand rapids indiana all these different like areas and you know we had a billion setups but right now we're just you know a very humble small community that are just playing games when we're able to meet up and it's kind of like a little fall from grace but we know that we're going to get back to that point and as long as I think the most important part for us is um, because we are keeping at it, we're not getting rusty and we're making sure that, you know, we're keeping tabs on everybody. We're constantly throwing out ideas and we're we're just thinking and trying to almost completely act upon it, but to the point where we can just think about what we want to do in the future once it's given to us and then take that and then move with it and i think that's important instead of just actually sitting there and just waiting for something to happen waiting for the pandemic to end yeah yeah i agree with that i've definitely so first off yeah continuing to maintain certain habits like editing and and like streaming tournaments running tournaments competing because like like myself you you run the tournament for dragon ball you stream the tournament for dragon ball you sometimes might commentate the, the tournaments but you also will sometimes compete in them as well so it's like we're, we're brushing up at the very least with all of these different different areas and that that's been tremendous for my emotional state honestly like more than anything else but i've also been able to maintain multiple facets of the fgc because of it to where i don't have any concern about starting back up a tournament like i hadn't even thought about that fact actually that you know oh i don't know how to like run stream commentate a tournament it's like i know first off that i know how to do that i know that max knows how to do that i also know that like ian is very interested and knows how to do multiple parts of it and it's like there's other people who are also if if they can make it out they're reliable as well and so from the fgc perspective you know which i think is a good analogy or example of, of the other areas of life is that maintaining it has for me been good for my emotional state but also just the fact that i have this skill i feel very confident in that area uh, i might not be the best at it but um i'm ready to take on new challenges in that region uh, and then similarly with other areas of life like for me fitness has been like it fell off it's back on it's fell off it's back on during this pandemic especially during the winter for me where i have um what is it? Seasonal affective dis like disorder, depression disorder, or something like that. Like it's it's S A D D, I think. Uh, but it's basically like seasonal sadness. I think is like the nickname for it. But anyways, yeah, yeah. So it, what you're saying is very relatable. Yeah, I, and you know, when everything was going on, and then we started doing our um, online tournaments. Honestly, that was a. I mean, like you said, it. it it led a little bit of more purpose to me too, where um, there were days that I really didn't want to. And honestly, just getting up, doing it, like made me feel like I did something for today, made me feel like I accomplished something too. And it, to a point it was, it was, um, you know, an antidepressant. Um, it might've been like, there might've been times where, I, you know, I was really frustrated, things weren't working. But for the most part, when things were working the way they're supposed to, mm -hmm. um, you know, it works great. And then, you know, everything just falls into place. And then the tournament runs fantastic. And like 
it just works you know yeah um and it feels great it feels good and not only that but i'm brushing up on my skills as a competitor i'm brushing up on skills as an editor um and on as a content creator and streaming and i mean we've both seen huge um increase towards our viewerships and our tournaments so it's been fantastic you know for the both of us yeah absolutely one of the craziest things to see like the craziest progress to see is the progress in other competitors right like someone who's like new to the tournament new to the competing and all of a sudden like your tournaments are a direct impact on their improvement in that game right because they have access to so many different level skill of players and stuff like that i know i've seen it i'm pretty sure i've seen it in your tournaments just like from looking at the brackets uh but also i've definitely seen it from some of the players and them even expressing that yes we've been getting some crazy killers actually um and my tournaments are a lot more um not exactly casual but a lot more friendly towards anybody from around because obviously people don't like dragon ball online and it is an obvious issue however i guess from my standpoint and it's probably why um i don't get as much of a player base as like maybe spooky or some other larger ones where they're all regional but i let people come from all different areas and play from all different areas and most of the time people really downplay dragon ball for this but if you have a good enough internet connection you can play someone from like if i'm from michigan i can play somebody from florida or i can play somebody from cali like if your internet connection is good enough then you can play and i don't want to have that as a like thing to stop somebody from playing there i might have some people stopping from coming in and playing in my tournaments because it's like oh well it's not regional people can just join from wherever but uh like all of my top players have fantastic internet and like they don't run into any issues playing with each other at all granted i would love to be able to set up something where it's easier but parsec costs money in the terms of getting virtual computers Mm -hmm. and (laughs) i would love to be able to do that but in terms of how much it costs versus how much like it's gonna work out if I, you know, if I actually had more support on my stream, then maybe. However, you know, coming from my own expense, it's it's not worth it. And like, as much as a great thing it is, what we have works, and I'm getting great competitors from all around. Um, the top player of my current um, of my current tournaments is a player named Closer, who just came out of nowhere and just started destroying everybody on the map. Like, he, I could not believe it, but he literally was untouchable. And uh, I think he I, did he lose for the first time? I don't think so. No, he just didn't show up last week. But he's like seven, eight times winner, and it's like, man, dude, this guy is nuts. And I can tell that it really improves all of my other competitors where they're like, man, I just want to get this guy. I just want to beat him. And then we're all just working towards a greater goal to just be better. Yeah. Um, and I, I can tell that I've improved too by a large margin um, just by playing against um, one of the other killers in our area um, when we went and actually played locals. The dude that constantly beat me, like I went, I would go like one in 30 I beat him in like the third game that I played and I was like, dude, I'm I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing great. So Musketeer. Yeah, Musketeer. Yeah, shots. Literally I beat him, I think, second or third try, uh, third game. And I was like, This is this is progress. Yeah. I got And good. uh yeah, and uh flash kick. He he poses no threat to me anymore which is absolutely <laughs> hilarious this it's actually like oh, I, i've funny. achieved a higher being man <laughs> he hates playing against me now and it makes me laugh so <laughs> that's great so I, I think that's fantastic and i think that's personally just seeing that because i've constantly pushed myself and i've constantly kept at it mm-hmm. i can still see my growth and I didn't see it really as much until local started up, but because I was constantly playing, I would play Dragon Ball one to two times a week, um, either 
at my weeklies or I would practice every now and then with my practice partner, Vernon. And, you know, it's a very slow grind, but it's a grind and you can see your improvement, you know? Yeah, definitely. I see you guys improving all the time. <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't want to go down like the, the too far down the dra- Dragon Ball rabbit hole, but I do appreciate like when I fight you guys because even though I... I don't have the muscle memory to do the things that like I know I'm supposed to do. It like there's some comfort in knowing like how you guys play because I can kind of uh, like adapt to play styles a little bit quicker even though I don't have like all of it there. So it's like seeing guys always improve. It's like no, I'm probably not going to beat you in a tournament like ever, like in a, a tournament uh, scenario. But like getting sets off of you and like figuring out what you guys are doing in a set is like incredibly helpful for me because i can kind of like maintain even though i don't like play as consistently as you guys so like, i gotta put it in my practice i know like that's something that i'm still working on but uh so there's so many fighting games out there right now that i'm really excited for so that's hard <laughs> i'm not gonna yeah lie. but With um, guilty gear coming out whew. yeah that uh, honestly i've been seriously thinking about like okay i don't currently i don't have any interest in competing but i just want to get really good at like uh nago is really cool and i i legitimately just really like the character like his play style is really really cool it's just like sin his Mm -hmm. his aesthetic is really cool just from this like his helmet i love that helmet that he has uh the fact that he's (laughs) a black dude honestly like having that representation is cool but he's also like i'm not a very like i'm not interested in edgy kind of stuff but like the idea of a black samurai vampire is ridiculous to me and i love it (laughs) it's just so out there i love it yeah personally personally so like that's been like motivation for me to want to just finally get good at a guilty gear game this one seems more approachable now before it gets all wacky with updates and stuff like that so i would like to be able to maintain a high level of play with like more than street fighter right i would like to branch off into another game and this feels like it could be that game with nago like this game just makes sense that character makes sense and uh it's just a matter of like do i legitimately want to put the time in so i don't get like emotionally upset if i don't like hit certain goals so i'm kind of just evaluating while i wait for that game to come out if that's like a commitment i'm willing to make um, I think for me, the most part that's got me interested in it is, well, obviously it's Arxis, which is the same guys as Dragon Ball. So it's always something interesting to go for. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, just the netcode in of itself, like learning and feeling what good netcode is supposed to be is important. And I think it's like, as someone who wants rollback netcode, you know, I want to experience what i am looking for (laughs) in a game and from my experience of just playing from the beta my goodness it's it's like night and day for um just coming from dragon ball so another tangent but i think this is actually worth hitting on before we uh, before i go back to the main topic because i have a point i want to get to there too but uh i do also from a moral standpoint or like moral ethical i don't know what you would consider but to your point i want to support this game for that very reason like i want to be like Hey, I'm making a statement. I'm buying this game because they are making the right choices towards supporting like the FGC in terms of right. Like, it's how important it is. So even though it's not, maybe it might not be my main game. I want to get it as early as possible because I want the other developers to be like, you gotta do this. You gotta start yeah. adding this into your game. Like you have to do better than what GG Strive's netcode is. Like why aren't you trying to up the ante? That has to be a priority because I think in our like I don't know how long this pandemic is going to last. First off. So netcode is crucial right now. If you're launching a fighting game and you have shit netcode, don't waste your time. Like KOF is going to be like dead on arrival if they really don't implement their their netcode. I'm not trying to like crap on them by any means because it sounds like they're trying to do it. Uh, but it sounds like they're not confident that they can. And it's, it just seems like yeah. not a high priority for a lot of people. Uh, and look like what happened to Sam Africa. Show. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that from that standpoint i want other developers to see like you gotta prioritize this if you're going to be making games in this this current like this period first off but also during this pandemic you gotta you gotta do that like this has to be an expectation Mm -hmm. i think imagine how much of a better game samurai showdown would be if it had rollback like people would actually play it people would actually like play this game Mm -hmm. because nobody plays it because the netco does an absolute dog dog shit yeah i and i I think i was in denial about this whole topic in the first place to some extent because i never really experienced it to a degree that affected me like it was it was here and there but like the more i started playing street fighter and the hot the better i got at street fighter and the better my execution got the more i started questioning was it my execution or was it lag 
And I've started getting a lot better, like, over the years at how to recognize when I'm lagging and when I'm not. And it's just like, yeah, it, it, the issue is it's inconsistent. Like, sometimes I'll have a bunch of good games and, like, not notice any lag. But the inconsistency makes That's it what's very important. hard to play and mer- very hard to want to play the game. Because you, you it's, sometimes it makes no sense. You can be in the same city and people are lagging. Like, I've, I've lagged with, like, people in my own city versus, like, lagging with someone across, like, another, another country. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I actually I played some games on stream um a couple of days ago mm-hmm. and like I I completely forget because I don't I don't I don't climb ranked all that often, but man, I forget why people like really, really do hate the netcode on Dragon Ball because my goodness, there were some games that were just terrible. Mm-hmm. And netcode is so bad or like when the connection between the game is so bad that you have to completely change how you play because uh like the connection isn't good enough yeah i think that's where you fail that's where the game fails and it's where everything you've learned thus far has gone into the gutter gone into trash and like you have to play so weird and out of place where you're like i'm just I'm just going to react, I guess, or I'm just going to wait or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when things don't go the way that, you know, you want them to go, it's even more frustrating. You're like, oh, of course, of yeah. course. It has to lag mid-combo for me. Okay. like <laughs> Yeah, you start making conspiracy theories about the lag. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why you, just, you get into your own head, man. Yeah. And it's not it's not healthy for the player and it's not healthy for the game. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think also just for some reason, people who aren't competitive don't really maybe understand the importance of that. Uh, and that could be at the, yeah. and I know for certain that there are developers who develop games that don't understand the importance of things because they're just ignorant to to like what <laughs> other people to what their fans appreciate. Which you know, from a business standpoint, fine. Like I get you want to make the game the way you, you want to get like, or even from an artistic direction, like you want to make the game in a way that you want to make the game. Uh, I understand that, but I also think that it's incredibly foolish to make games that you expect other people to play without taking their legitimate concerns and thoughts into consideration and, and like taking it seriously. And there are developers who are more so understanding that now, so I want to appreciate that, but I feel like a lot of them are thinking about this as an afterthought, so they're trying to add it onto their game, which if you've worked in game development, you understand that trying to add in a, a, a feature to the game after the fact, rather than having it being a core structure of the game, can greatly, can just be almost impossible to difficult. So when an SNK is saying we might have some difficulty, it's because it wasn't part of the original plan and they're now realizing the importance of it, which it's probably too late and it's going to suck. And I hate to say that, and I, ho- I hope I'm wrong, but like, you're supposed to think about this kind of stuff at the beginning of making the game before you start it because it's i don't i'm not a great programmer but i've been around a lot of programmers and things have been thrown in or like like horseshoot into the game and it just won't work properly and it just takes a lot of time to fix those issues that's just a fact of the matter if you don't make it part of the foundation it's like you're playing fighting games and you have really bad fundamentals but you get like really good at the game it's probably going to be a little bit harder to re learn and unlearn some bad habits that you've gotten to that don't work anymore versus having that be part of your foundation from the get-go you're going to be a stronger player have a stronger foundation and probably improve to a higher degree have a higher skill ceiling so that that's that's where we're at with a lot of people and that's why you'll see developers saying we're trying but it's not going to happen but i i digress i digress yeah i would say before we move back to the main topic um did you see the developer roundtable by I'm waiting chance. for the updates and highlights. I didn't watch them. I, I wasn't going to watch the whole thing, but I'm, I was going to watch some highlights from somebody. It's uh, the topic of rollback netcode was like hearsay. Sagem has a fantastic video about it that he talked about because um, oh, he was a I part sh- of it. I started the, uh, his video. I guess I forgot to finish it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. finish that video because it's <laughs> it is pretty funny because like how he talks about it is just like. Uh, whenever netcode came in to topic and or something like that, like everybody's looking around, like, oh, are they gonna say it? Don't say rollback. <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> like, saying that part right there. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. So it, it's and that's the shit that's crazy is these developers still aren't being like, well, you know, you you guys might be right. 
<laughs> the Japanese developers are pretty hard-headed. Yeah, there's a whole pride thing. So I, I guarantee it has to do with the fact that, like, of, of a couple of different things. Uh, oh, maybe we'll do. Maybe we'll talk about this in a different podcast. Like, <laughs> I, 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 this is a rabbit hole that I want to go down, but I'm not going to do it right now. But yes, yes, I yeah. did watch it, or I did watch that video actually. Now that you mentioned it, I don't know if I watched the whole thing. I'll go back. But uh, I, I'll, if I remember, I'll post a link in the description for people who don't know what I'm talking about and want to get updated. Yeah. Uh, so one thing, <laughs> I, I can't pose this as a question per se, but this is something I've been thinking about even before you brought up this topic, is that there is this hard-to-explain process that happens when you... You don't want to do something... And you somehow either find the strength to convince yourself to do it anyway, or I'm trying to find a way to explain this in a way that's like making sense. You, you, I think I, I think I get the gist. You're really like not in the mood to do something and just convincing yourself to do it. Right. In a way. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of where you're. Yeah. So and like, how the, do you, and how do you takes. do that? So like more importantly, the process that it takes to get from, I don't want to do this. I'm not going to do this to, I don't want to do this, but I'm doing it anyway. Like there's, I feel like there's, there's multiple steps to get there, but like, mm. it's like, I'm a fighting game player. And I just like, how did you do that, bro? I don't know. I just did it. Like, how did I you just, beat me? I, I just did it. But like, I know for sure there's like certain things in between I'm those two steps. Right. Yeah, when you <laughs> that's actually a great thing to bring up because there have been moments where I've played um on tournaments or just a random match and I'll just do something incredibly out of place. Like some incredible mix up or some really hard like read and it would work or something like that. I'm like, "What what made me do this?" kind of a thing. Um but also just convincing myself to do something that I don't want to do. Um, there have been plenty of times where I've hit that and it's with working or with streaming or doing anything really. And there have been points where I've broken down and I've just said, I'm not doing this today or I'm not, I'm not going to do anything today. Mm -hmm. And I think the important part is to realize that it's okay to have days that you don't do anything. It's okay to have days that allow you to just like de-stress yourself um but you have to you have to draw the line somewhere for yourself for your own benefit Mm -hmm. because those things can be beneficial to you and actually not doing them um can be more hurtful or more harmful than they are good um but i think realizing that sometimes you need days for yourself sometimes you need um times to just wind down and just you know not do anything my whole mindset is always there's always tomorrow um but convincing myself to do something because there have been days where it's like man i am not feeling today i don't want to stream today but then i'm like no i should stream today because i give myself a bunch of you know i kind of do like a pros and cons list in my head you know there's so many more people looking forward to watching me. My viewership is going to increase. Um, the tournament's going to go off without a hitch. You know, a bunch of stuff like that where I just think these positive kind of ideas of mm-hmm. why I should do it. And I think when you're in that in-between in your head, you have to pros and cons it. Where it's like, what are the pros today? What are the cons? Like, if I do it, what could possibly happen or what is going to happen? And then what are the negatives that could happen well the stream could turn out poor there could be nobody watching but you know those kind of cons sometimes uh kind of fix themselves while you're streaming or while you're doing whatever action that you want to do for the day um so i think just picking yourself up and just thinking like and honestly just focusing on the positives don't let the tiny little negatives get to you I'm, I, I find myself to be a pretty optimistic person. So I try to find the like tiny little good things in things that are overall bad or overall terrible. And I want to focus on those things and just kind of push forward from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always times where it's tough and that you just, it just hits you and it's like, man, just everything sucks today, but that's okay. 
you know, because those days are going to happen. They're inevitable. You can't have all fantastic days. So you just have to learn that like, okay, today's a bad day, but it's okay. Let's try to make something good out of it today. Mm. You know? Yeah. And so to play devil's advocate, I want mm-hmm. to bring up the idea of, of a person. So that, that relates to you, right? So there are, there are people mm-hmm. out there and I, I've fallen into this category myself where we can't be objective because we're filtering and only seeing the bad in things and not acknowledging the good. So the question that I think of is how do we how do we make it to where we're actually being objective and seeing the good and the bad and actually being able to like if you you can't weigh the pros and the cons if you only see the cons. So there's that imbalance where you're only seeing that area. How do we see the cons and be able to look at both of them objectively, you know? Mm. That is a pretty good question. Um, well, if you look at yourself critically, um, I feel like people are generally more equal to finding negative things and focusing on those negative things a lot more. Mm-hmm. And finding those cons can sometimes be a lot easier than they are finding the pros. Um, because pros can, I mean, sometimes to somebody, there's no benefit. There's no, like, there's nothing to get out of said situation where you're like, man, this is terrible. I hate this. Like, what do I have to get out of this? Um, but I guess to me, just finding that tiny little thing, my coworker is really nice. Oh, sweet. I'm going to be working with them today. Um, or like, um, Oh, it's pizza day at work. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, finding something so incredibly small to just kind of latch onto that and just focus on that for the day. Yeah. And sometimes that can also be bad because if that thing goes south, if your favorite coworker doesn't show up, if uh, you don't get to have any pizza on pizza day because everybody ate it all. All right, well... Everything I was looking forward to just crumbled today. It's worse. Yeah, it gets it, it worse. Reaffirms what you're already thinking. <laughs> right. So, and you know, it's going to happen. We've all had it. Yeah. You know, we've had our expectations completely diminished and just completely destroyed in every way that like hits us. And you're like, man, I just, I just need, I need something, man. And at least uh, working retail before. I've always found just the smallest things of like, oh, somebody said something really nice to me or something, somebody said something really funny. Like, I, I try to like fixate on those things to just help me get through the day that I'm having a really tough time. Um, yeah. And just trying to work on those. Because um, obviously, making a pros and cons list in your head is very difficult already because most of the time, if you're making a pros and cons list, you're focusing on the cons. You're, you're more on the cons. That's why you're put it, making the list because you don't want to do it. Yeah. And for me, so everyone has their own solutions and how they're going to work it out, I think. But what worked for me was this almost a realization about understanding that what, what thoughts you... So how do I explain this? The thoughts that you allow focus are the thoughts that are going to be the best so i'll give you an analogy like the 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 seeds Mm -hmm. that you grow and water and and feed are going to be the ones that are the most prevalent now a lot of you can kind of relate negative thoughts to weeds right they can grow Mm -hmm. very easily they get like you have to tend to them pretty often to where it's like you need to get rid of them and like cut them in the root and not pay as much attention to them unless it's something that is useful like if you're stressing about paying the bills now yes you need to acknowledge that there's something you need to do to take action to fix that issue however stressing about the the outcome is not going to be productive and so you have to be able to separate this negative thought of the outcome that you're focusing on i'm afraid of this outcome i'm afraid of this outcome versus i need to do something to get myself away from having that outcome because it is a real possible outcome so it's like very logical fear but the fear itself cannot be what your core focus is and it's i don't know if i'm explaining that very well but essentially it's like you have to 
because I, I hate like when people say think positive that's like saying to an artist like oh color and crayons you know it's and that's a very yeah. primitive very like simplistic example don't of be what, sad yeah don't don't be sad yes like that's I might even be guilty of saying that myself, you know, because I don't know how to fix a problem, like, very fast. But it's, like, there's so much more psychological stuff going on. So to recap, essentially, is just acknowledging what's there, getting rid of the bad, and keeping the good and letting the good thrive in your, your brain, in your focus. Yeah, I'm also a very huge procrastinator. So I've <laughs> I've hit a lot of points that are exactly like that, where it's like, if I don't do this thing this bad thing's gonna happen like i'm gonna get fired or like i'm gonna like mm-hmm. lose my lose my apartment or something crazy like that yeah you know it's like i need to i need to i need to move i need to do something about this i need to go fix this thing and i am probably the worst procrastinator i know because <laughs> i i wait till like the last minute to do some things all the time it's always been like that and it's hard to fix it. I'm gonna fix myself in that sense. But mm-hmm. I think having people around you as well to help you kind of push that idea in a very um, positive manner, I guess is the best way to think about it. The mm-hmm. positive way, a way that's reinforcing that doesn't feel nagging uh, can help you as a person. And obviously not everyone's going to have somebody there for them like that um but if you do having that person can help um but if you don't you just have to focus on yourself and remember that the issues at hand if you take care of them now they'll get better later Mm -hmm. um because they're just issues right now and when you're done when everything's all said and done it's gonna look better in the future you know um like you'll you'll have another day there's another day that you're gonna you're gonna be in you know so you know i just always focus on the concept of you're gonna have bad days and you know this might be the bad day all right well let's just try to make the best out of this you know terrible day and push forward um but the important part is keeping at it and pushing constantly keep pushing yourself keep striving for the better and you'll see you'll see the fruits of your labor eventually you might not see them now you might not see them in a couple months you might not see it in a year but everything you're working towards right now and everything you're working towards as a person will come to fruition eventually mm-hmm. um it's all about patience really and you might see you might see tiny little bits of your improvement um like here and there you might not see at all any at all but to you what's all important is what's in your head and the more you do something the more you'll know it the more you'll remember it and the more you're going to be more knowledgeable about it and um i don't know i guess in just Keeping at it will keep you uh, kind of, I'm trying to think of the word here, uh, on your toes in a way. So yeah. you'll you'll know, you'll know, like if there's something that's, you know, in your position, if there's something wrong that happens, well, because you were keeping at it and because you were constantly, um, I guess, let me use an example. If an editing issue happened where, um, let's say, you completely lose audio, well, you know from your experience what you can do to get the audio back, fix the problem, change the media output, whatever you have to do, mm-hmm. and you know make things work. Now, because you were constantly editing videos and constantly doing something different, Um, you have knowledge of this and you know this because this happened before and you were able to fix it. But if you were going at it like you haven't before, then you won't know and you might become more frustrated and it might take you more time to figure something out. But the more you do something, the faster you're going to get at it. And I I noticed that too with myself, with editing, because I recently started editing a lot more and um, I noticed how much faster I was getting at it and how more attuned to editing I was 
after just a week, two weeks, you know? Mm. And I haven't edited in a minute, but, well, previously, I haven't edited in a minute. And now that I'm more on it, and now that I'm more practiced in it, I feel a lot better in it. I feel faster. I feel better about it, you know? And there's a lot more things I know about it than I did before. So, yeah. Yeah. That's my TED Talk. That's your TED Talk. There you go. Right there. That's a Bam. TED Talk. No, I, that's, that's very well said. Um, there is an observation I've seen in a lot of people and in myself where it is... I'm trying to think about how to articulate it. I'm going to think on it for a second because something you said made me really think about it, but I kind of lost it. (laughs) I did kind of go off on a tangent. Yeah, yeah. No, you're fine. I I, I appreciated what you said. But there's something to do with like how people uh, are... They they almost feel entitled to feeling a certain way. They almost feel entitled to like life being a certain way, right? It's like they're convinced that life is supposed to be a certain way and if they don't, then they're upset about it. And that includes like how how they themselves behave like their habits and things of that nature and i think it's important to really hammer on the fact that your mental state is a habit as well there's like different thoughts that you can choose to tell yourself Uh, and there's different thoughts that will pop up if you don't manage them and i think it's just as important to have a mental habit of, of discipline as it is to con- like physical habit of like oh this this career that I want or this thing that I want I want to be good at fighting games or I want to be good at editing you do need to physically put yourself in that situation where you're doing it consistently uh, but there also needs to be this or I, I think it's important to have this aspect where you're mentally trying to be present and mentally trying to focus on what I talked about with like the, the good managing your garden like managing your mental garden putting your mm. attention as much as possible to what you're doing and putting it in a, to attention in a productive way so like yeah you might be thinking about playing fighting games but if you're thinking like I'm trash at fighting games every second every opportunity that you get to do that that's not productive what would be productive is not giving that thought attention and focusing more on what you can do and how to better yourself so it's like there's people, you know, we, we know extreme examples of this that want to focus mm-hmm. every opportunity they get to be like, ah, see this, I'm bad at games. Or, ah, see, like, I, this was stupid of me. Like, we, there's people who do that mentally as well. I'm, I fall into that category sometimes. But it's important to catch yourself when you do that, say, no, this isn't the habit that I'm going to have. Because the, the thought that I wanted to hammer down earlier was a lot of what we think is essentially programming in a way. We can tell ourselves what we want to believe. We can create our own belief system, whether it be religion or just personal. But there's definitely some importance to habitually telling yourself certain kinds of ways of thinking. Otherwise, you're basically a slave to whatever your thoughts are going to think at that moment. There's a a mental discipline there that you have to tell yourself, I'm going to be this kind of way and I'm going to behave myself in this kind of manner as whatever that is for you. Right, so that, that's that's kind of like what I was trying to get out earlier. That mm. hopefully makes as much sense as possible. To to piggyback off of that, something that I always say and something that I always talk about, if I'm talking to anybody or even if I'm you know trying to think of it myself, when everything comes down to it, when you're just when you're making it the most simple thing possible, the only thing that truly matters the most in this world is yourself. That's all that matters. You can worry about something that, you know, some problem that's happening at work, um, the way that something is happening to someone else. But truly, when things are really pushing you down to terrible, like, feelings, thoughts, and all of that, all that truly matters is yourself. And managing your garden and taking care of yourself is the most important part of anything yourself comes first before anything else if like when it really does come down to it mm-hmm. and i think focusing on that thought is important yeah I, I, to to add on to that as well for people who might be thinking like oh my family's more important than i am or something along those lines i'm not saying you're wrong however if you don't take care of yourself first then you aren't able to provide as much care for the people you care about as possible 
So in a sense, I still agree with what Mega Maxstar is saying is that you are your most important aspect because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't help other people. You can't do things for other people as much as you can. Maybe you are helping other people, but if you burn yourself out uh, at the expense of, you know, if you if you help others at the expense of yourself in any way, that's that's not good for you. And that that's not self-care. And a lot of people will do that because they don't care enough about themselves. Uh, or they're too focused on someone else. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, whatever the reason may be, it is important to take care of yourself and make sure that you're, you're building the habits that you want, that you're making sure that you are happy with wh whatever it is that you need to be happy um, or whatever it is that you need to, to do for yourself, you know, because we evolve, we change. You know, some people are afraid to change themselves. And I'm not saying you have to change your authenticity, but you do need to build new habits. You know, if you want to lose weight, you do have to change your habits. You change your lifestyle. If you do want to get better at fighting games, you do have to change your lifestyle. You want a career, yada, 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 whatever it is, there's something about yourself that you're going to have to change the habits that you have. Uh, so I don't think there's any reason to like sugarcoat that topic and, you know, talk about that. But that just helps you be your truest self. You know, if you want to be an artist, there's things that you got to do and habits that you got to have to be an artist. That's going to be different from who you were before you started that journey. Um, you know, you might not know where you end up, but that's that's you know part of the fun of this video game we call life, I suppose. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, it truly is like when you when you bring it down to the most like simplest form of expression you know you are what matters and everybody matters you know i don't like we've had we've seen multiple cases of people just in our community that are really down on themselves and you know fighting games are kind of like their only thing mm -hmm. and then when they're down themselves on themselves with the only thing they love you know it gets really frustrating and it gets yeah. really tough and when you're in times like that i think that's what what you have to focus on is you yourself and i <laughs> you know and uh just looking at it from a very um a perspective that can be i'm trying to think of what the word is a um I'll think of this. Um, I can't believe that word has lost my head. Um, ah, a constructive, when you're looking at it from a constructive viewpoint, mm -hmm. you can take a look at what's toxic that's going on around you and what's not working and try to apply it. You know, it's like, well, I'm a part of this lifestyle or I'm doing this thing, but these people are very toxic to me or doing this just does not make me feel happy. And you have to like really think about it from that standpoint. And it's like, you can stop at any point and you can swap to whatever you want. There's not, there is nobody saying that you can only have the one hobby you like, or you've put in too much money towards that one hobby if something's interesting to you then you hit it you go for it and you try it because that's what that's what you should do and if that's what makes you happy there you go it's mm -hmm. it's as simple as that if it makes you happy then go for it i think there's too many times where people are really shamed for what they like and what makes them happy like oh you spend money on card games or wait didn't you just spend like a hundred dollars on this thing why are you going into this like who cares you're dabbling in so many different things it makes you more of an interesting person it makes you more engaged like again do not give a shit what other people think about you in negative lights all that matters is what makes you happy as a person and if you're constantly pushing yourself and you're constantly trying new things like go for it you know mm -hmm. i agree i think i mean i will i will add you know just spend responsibly within your means it's <laughs> all mm -hmm. caveat i'll add but i mean i guess that goes you know kind of implied right but yeah i, I do agree for me i've done a lot in my life like if i if i talk to someone i tell them all the jobs i have they'd be like holy like thoroughly surprised and there's been different iterations of me throughout my life where i've, I've just 
changed who I was and learned new habits and built new skill sets based off of what I wanted to do at the time. And I didn't know what I wanted to do as my like until I was 25, right? I didn't have any idea of what I wanted to do in life. And I kind of just like not floated around, but for a good portion of my life, I was very unproductive. And then finally, I was like, okay, I'm getting into programming. Let me learn some programming. Don't like that. You know, let me get into this. You know, let me get into game development. I have this, you know, I have a degree in game development at the time. I still still do have it and I still kind of use it. But, uh, you know, just learning all these things, working in a, a juice bar. One of my favorite jobs are working at a juice bar uh, and, and like <laughs> doing raw vegan smoothies. One of the best jobs I've ever had. Coolest boss, coolest coworkers. Like I love that job. Plus the name was called Go Raw, so it was like it was it was, it was kind of funny. So I, I this, it was in San Diego, beautiful place. But like I've just had so many different jobs in my life, and I've had so many different just like I've gotten out of my comfort zone a lot. Right. That's another mm-hmm. point I wanted to make earlier before we head out is I I really want people to understand that you know, and this is why I don't like the term cringe is I don't like people avoiding uncomfortable situations. Because it, uncomfortable situations is where you learn about who you are. It, it, when you're in an uncomfortable, unfamiliar situation, that's how you put yourself to the test. You know, whether it's playing against stronger opponents in a fighting game, or if it's trying to like talk to a girl or guy that you're interested in, or like whatever it may be. It's like if you want progress in that area, but you're not willing to be uncomfortable, then you're not going to grow. So it's really, really important. That's like the other key to this. That we've talked that we haven't talked about yet is is being okay with being uncomfortable because progress isn't going to be made in the comfort zone like anybody who's ever tried to learn a new combo understands this by like just like just by second nature at this point the amount of pretzeling i've done to my fingers just by like just trying to like press buttons on my fight stick just like just 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 half circle just just do it just (laughs) come on work yeah like you know just learning something simple like that you know Mm. (laughs) yeah just just come on work like it's frustrating but you'll get to it you'll get it eventually (laughs) (laughs) you ever ever tried doing the trick of like going in a circle one way and then doing your other hand the opposite direction have you ever tried that before that, yeah, that's what it's... it feels like doing a combo that you don't know how to do. And it, it could be like the simplest combo, like it's literally just quarter circle punch, punch again. But like your brain like just doesn't understand it for some reason. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it, more interesting than that. If anybody's done like combo trials all the way through, like <laughs> you'll know like why? Why am I? Why am I pressing buttons this way? Why am I doing the things I'm doing? Like I, I don't get it yeah uh but once you do get it and once you get past it it's probably one of the nicest feelings you're like let's go dude i i did it yeah exactly um oh my gosh so um go ahead the the one thing i want to say to add on is i like using video games and dating as analogies because i think there's a lot of similarities (laughs) between them oddly enough but it's like it's the same thing with like for for me i'm 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 heterosexual so i like i like women so when i was younger i was trying to talk to girls but like uh for a long time i was very unconfident in myself and i'd never put myself out there and i was like oh no i'm, I'm gonna be embarrassed i'm not gonna try to talk to this girl like i was nerdy so in high school i got a few girls but usually they made the move on me right i didn't make the move on them but as i got older i realized that like you gotta just do it and it's like your brain does the same thing where you try to talk to a girl that you're trying to court right your brain starts just pressing you start button mashing with your words you don't know what you're doing you're just saying stuff and it's just like it's the same thing where you just have to be okay with getting uncomfortable like you have to be okay with being embarrassed and what's funny what the weird thing about embarrassment is you're not embarrassed if you don't care what other people think about you so it's like you may be put in a quote-unquote embarrassing situation or a cringe situation but if you don't care if you learn to not worry about what other people think about you then it's not embarrassing because you just don't care i there's a caveat of like the internet being a thing and things being recorded that like i will kind of attach a a, a little a little side note yeah 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 but no in normal social interactions it's like i learned this in high school you know because i used to care i used to be like timid and shy and like not want to embarrass mm-hmm. myself because i was so afraid of what other people thought about me and then going to the gym and not worrying about what people thought about me and like just getting my workout on and leaving and not worrying about anybody else and not worrying about me being overweight like that was a huge relief like i felt like i was chained by my like self-consciousness and that's the thing with being shy or being scared to put yourself out there is that the more you do it the less uncomfortable it gets and that that's like that's everything in life 
but like those two are like the most impactful like frustrating things that i can remember in my past that like i, I always want to use as an analogy when i can yeah i and you know something to say too is you might focus on something being really embarrassing but truly how many people remember your embarrassing moment in middle school that you think of you know i don't remember anybody's embarrassing moment in middle school like or whatever you know way back then and a lot of times they're strangers you know they'll they'll see it they'll maybe laugh and then they'll forget about it you know yeah and i the important part is like it's not gonna hit it's not gonna loom over on you um and maybe it might but don't let it you know like yeah. try not to focus on it but more than likely it won't it very very more than likely you know mm-hmm. you're okay it's okay to have those embarrassing moments it's okay to push yourself from those points get yourself out of your comfort zone to see who you truly are as a person and what you like and what you don't like yeah. uh because there's no way you'll know unless you actually try to really hit back on a point that you made earlier today is that it's a lot of what we're talking about takes time for it to happen it takes time for the progress to happen pretty much all the topics that we've talked about you're not going to see a significant result right away so there is that like that faith aspect where you do have to understand that this is going to take time to make progress in these areas you know whether it be changing how you see the world like how you filter and how you think about the world and stop being so negative or whether it be just stop being so lazy and procrastinating and actually just doing the thing you know whatever it may be for you it's important to understand that it it really does take a little bit of time before you see the progress so you have to worry more about being consistent and like worry more about building the habit of doing it rather than the results itself. Because if you focus more on the process and not the progress, you're going to have a healthier mindset around the whole entire thing versus like, if you're doing the thing with this expectation, this outcome, you're not gonna have a productive outcome in the long run because you're gonna get disappointed by your expectations rather than just building that habit before it's like second nature, right? When you're learning a combo, you learn the combo until you can do the combo without thinking about it anymore. That's everything you need to kind of have that, that mindset. At least that's what worked for me. Right. Um, And I I also want to say, if you have a partner or someone that you're very close to friendship wise, and you see them making these efforts, attempting to better themselves, I think what's important too is making sure that you see that they're trying and you see that they're changing. And Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. just having that tiny little thing saying like, I'm proud of you for doing this or like you're doing so much better lately those tiny little things always make somebody's day and always makes them feel better about themselves and push them more in a way where it's like, thank you. I'm, I'm glad that you see the fruits of my labor. I'm glad that you see the work I've been putting in and I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it's always check on your friends, always just know, like, you know, people are going through tough times too and making sure that your close ones know that you see them and you see the work that they're putting in it's just those tiny things that really make somebody stay and pushes them forward to somebody better than what they already are yeah i agree well said (laughs) all right any other points that you want to hit i think we hit them all yeah i think we did a pretty good job of talking about this topic it's it's so important and i feel like through my different journey in life and i'm sure yours as well uh, I have new realizations or paradigm shifts around that topic, you know, because sometimes I revert back or I go back a little bit, fall back, you know, depression might hit me personally. And it's like, I kind of have to rebuild some of these skills, especially during this pandemic. I've had to rebuild myself and like my perception of myself, uh, you know, being a father, all this new stuff that was happening in this new world. It's like, it, it, it takes practice and consistency, but since I already had a pretty strong foundation, I think I bounced back faster than I would have when I was younger or, or maybe other people without dealing with similar issues. Uh, so it's just, you gotta keep on working on it, but yeah, that's all I've got. Perfect. Um, I'll do my closing remarks. Um, mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitch and YouTube, twitch.tv slash megamaxstar. I stream, well, Tavian and I both stream. Um, Mighty Mona Mondays. I stream Dragon Ball tournaments at 7:30 um, Eastern Standard Time, 7:30 PM. 
Um, and then also um, check out our YouTube as well. We're not, we haven't been, uh, <laughs> we haven't been uploading. showing off that YouTube too much. Yeah, and we haven't mm -hmm. been uploading. But I have a bunch of VODs that I'm, I've been meaning to send all the way back. Something I've been procrastinating on and something I need to push towards. Uh, but um, we have a, is it, is it KZUFGC? That's our mm -hmm. YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Keizu FGC. Check that YouTube out for all of our tournament VODs and um, everything that happens there. And most of the time, we've been timestamping them too. So if you're a part of the tournaments, you can just look at the description and check the timestamps of when your match happened on stream or when you want to see grand finals or something like that. So, um, and also follow me on Twitter. Also, MegamaxStar. That's yep. it. Cool. I'll have the links to all the socials in the description. The last thing for me is to make sure you check out the YouTube. I got some content on there I've been uploading. I'm finally doing some fighting game content. I did some Strive content. I've also got some Dan Kate gameplay coming up as well that I'm going to upload here pretty soon. Uh, so make sure you check out the YouTube channel. Thank you guys so much for the continued support. This has been fun to talk about as always. Make sure you share your thoughts in the comments down below. Until then, I will see you all in the next one.